Welcome to Gibson's Caring Corner. I'm Tracy. And I'm Creighton. And we're here today to talk to you about social wellness. Creighton, what in the world is social wellness? Well, social wellness involves creating and sustaining healthy, supportive relationships. Uh, consider how to connect with others and engage in your community, which can foster a sense of belonging. Yeah, and many of us do that in many different ways. You know, sometimes you know, church is a great way to create social wellness because of the interactions that you have with people in church, um, and it helps you with many different areas of your life. Today, um, our verse of the day was Romans 12, 12. You know, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. And that can give you, if you think through that, that scripture there, that could give you some social wellness um, if you were to utilize it correctly. Yeah. You know, growing up, we used to do lots of many things, you know, lots of things to, as far as activities, you know, lots of different things to keep us active. A lot different than we do right now. What are some of the things we used to do when we were younger and from our 20s to our 50s? Gosh, 20s. Well, you know, we used to. We used to sell parts and race go-karts, and we traveled up and down the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. that wouldn't be so easy for us to do today. (laughs) So things change as we get older, the things that we're able to do uh, to create some social wellness. Mm -hmm. Some of the things that might be a good idea is to surround yourself with good people and a support network. So surrounding ourselves with good people. Again, we mentioned church. What are some other ways you could surround yourself with good people? Well, with us owning our own business, all our staff and and all uh, involved in what we do is is a tremendous support. It is. Yeah, and there's some people that have large families. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine if you had seven brothers and sisters? Wow. Yeah, that would be a huge support system. They might not appreciate it when they're young, but whenever they get older, they're going to really appreciate each other. And that that can be a great support system. Um, Other ways might be your friends that you've developed over the years. I have a friend in Florida that she's a support system. I know if I were to call Catherine at any time that she she would be there if I needed her. That's right. And our church family mm-hmm. that we go out and eat with on Sunday nights, and they're a lot of support. Other ways, you know, people enjoy playing games. Hmm? Yeah, I'm just a little bit competitive. Just a little. Yeah, I, I think I beat you most of the time in any of the board games or card games that we play, don't I? Yeah, I'll let you win. But, <laughs> <laughs> but getting together with friends um, and family and playing games, that is definitely a way of social wellness. And now you can even do that through things called, what is it, Oculus? Yeah, -hmm. they could be in a different country or state, and you could be interacting with family, loved ones, or friends. And that's Mm -hmm. a pretty cool way that you can do that. We couldn't do that when we were young. No. No, not at all. All new. Yep. We were back whenever they were bag phones. Can you imagine? that it was, it was something. All right. So other ideas are hobbies. Yeah, there are groups that get together and like the Senior Center. They have groups that come together. They quilt. They crochet. The men play pool. They have fishing days. There's things with the recreation centers um, for the county and for the city. But there are ways that you can interact and get together with other people that they bring you social wellness. Mm-hmm. 
I remember, Creighton, when your dad, W.A., was, was in a facility, and you would get him out and just go for a drive. Yeah. It's hard to imagine whenever you get in your car and you drive everywhere all the time mm-hmm. that what that does for someone that's in their 70s and 80s if they don't get the chance just to drive and look out the window. Tell us about an experience you have with your dad. Yeah, one one vivid memory. Um, dad was in the nursing home, and I'd go get him. We'd get out. So we went out one day, and I asked him, I said, you know, would you like to ride down to your old home place? And so we went to Morville and got on Brawley School Road, and he recognized the school that he graduated from and his sister's house on down the road. And, and then we got down to the cemetery where his mom and dad were buried, and he said, yeah, the old home place sits down from it. And then I took him to his sister's house um, off of Williamson, and it was just a great day. He really had a lot of vivid memories and and made him smile most of the day. And the area had changed so much. Mm-hmm. You know, is that called the point now as yep. far as that golf course? So, yep, yeah. So whenever he grew up, it was just farming and a little cemetery there for his family and yeah, but now it, this is this massive, beautiful, you know, place to live and play golf. But um, yeah, that was that was a day that you could say that you could see the joy in his eyes because he got to go out and have some social well-being, yeah. got to have some great memories of where he grew up, and then I, I dare to say that that didn't just create give you joy because you were able to create joy in in your dad right yeah yeah so so that's what we're trying to create is that social well-being i know sometimes yeah yeah mother you know she's 80 years old and she lives with us and we have to remember that mom she she will get out some but she Mm -hmm. doesn't get out a whole lot and if i if i forget to take that time to get her out of the house shame on me um, and just getting her out, Hobby Lobby. She kept me in Hobby Lobby for two and a half hours yesterday. Oh, my. I am not a shopper, but I love my mama, and sometimes you just have to suffer through it. <laughs> yep. uh, because it's good for you. It, it, it was. You'll miss it when it's gone. I, absolutely. And she even taught the lady that was cutting material for us mm-hmm. um, a little bit about how to cut properly. So <laughs> I can say that she did a great job. Other ways that you can find out things for your loved ones and your family and friends to do, especially if they're seniors, is look at the community calendar. Your Council on Aging, your senior activity centers, they have those. They have those activities that you just need to go to the websites and look at them. Or if you don't have the ability to, just call them and say, tell me what's going on this week. What's something that my mom can get involved in or dad? And they can tell you those activities. Other things, of course, are the newspaper. You can get that now still by paper, or you can go online and check those activities that are going on to engage others because there's so much going on now, yeah. lots, of, lots of monthly events. And one of our final ways, I won't say final, let's talk about the farmer's market. You know, whenever the farmer's market is open, you, know, you get the ability to not only go buy fresh fruits and vegetables, mm-hmm. but you get to interact and meet the people that are selling them. Mm-hmm. You get to have a social well-being lift that day. And that's just fun. Yeah, you know, I know we even know the the lady that has the, the dog 
that our dog loves to interact with whenever we go to the so go to the farmer's market. So when you have those chances to get out there and do that, I'm going to encourage that. But last but not least is music. Craig, what do you think about music? What can it do? It relaxes me. I can put my headphones on, forget about everything else, and just it calms me down. Mm -hmm. And if any of y'all have one of those Alexis-type um, mm -hmm. apps um, or in your home, you can just say, Alexa, yeah, play me some music for studying. Or you can say, play me some music to go to sleep. Or you can say, let me have the news of the day. You Tell me a joke. Yeah, my goodness, those things are smart. And what is it that um, Mother calls Alexa every once in a while? I think it's Shank, like the um, like the basketball player. Oh. <laughs> anyway, she's sometimes she gets a little confused of what she calls Alexa. Every day of an adventure. <laughs> but it does make make us laugh. So mm -hmm. I hope y'all have enjoyed um, today's episode, and that um, you can feel good about coming together with some ideas to help get your loved ones out and about. Don't forget your neighbors. You can bake cookies, take them, deliver, mm -hmm. eat them together with them. Um, those are just some little ways that you can have some social wellness when you, within your home or within your loved one's homes. Hope you have a great day. Hi, welcome back to Health Tips with Kale, your exercise science, health, and fitness enthusiast. So today I kind of want to ask a question. Do you feel like you're constantly battling your thoughts and your mind for everything? Do you forget where you lose your phone, your keys, or, in pers or personal documents? Do you feel like your mind's constantly going 100 miles an hour and that you have to constantly always be doing something? Are you one of those people that are either asleep or on running 100 miles an hour? Well, great. Today's a great day for you because exercise and physical activity can actually help with that. So today I kind of want to go over what is physical activity, exercise, the guidelines for it, and then some of the benefits that it might provide, along with being able to help with your mental focus. So physical activity or exercise, a lot of you might actually think of it as those people that go to the gym for hours on end, just lifting heavy weights, or the guy that's always running a marathon on the weekends, or that one person that's constantly hiking up a new mountain. Well, it's not always about going to the extreme. Sometimes it can be like going for a walk in the park with your dog or with a friend. Um, sometimes it could be a, a aerobics class. A, it could be a water aerobics class for older adults. It doesn't always have to be the extreme. It can, always, it can sometimes be something a little bit closer to home for you or something that's a little bit more easygoing for you. It doesn't always have to be as far as you can go, as hard as you can go all the time. So today, so I want to go over physical activity. So physical activity is actually quite a broad term. Physical activity, as you might think, is any movement that your body might produce. So me moving my hands around, that's physical activity, believe it or not. It doesn't produce a lot of physical activity, but still physical, physical activity. And then, so what is exercise then? Well, exercise is actually a form of physical activity. Exercise is actually a repetitive um, re planned and structured physical activity that's there to improve or maintain fitness. Okay, well, what's fitness? Well, fitness is any attributes that can be measured. Well, what are attributes? Well, attributes are things like balance, your strength, endurance, 
um, even your body composition. So how you look, are you muscular? Are you fat? Are you, are you kind of skinny? Are you not so skinny? Like that's all part of your body composition. So how do we actually use these? Well, you don't always have to be exercising 24 seven, but it's also not good to be sitting down or sleeping 24 seven either. So some things for physical activity is just moving around for 150 minutes per week, such as going for a 30 minute walk five days a week. And you can even break that up into 15 minute sections if you needed to. Some other things are strength training. So doing just two strength training plans throughout the week. And that doesn't have to be much. You don't have to go to the gym for hours on end. You can do things at home quite easily. And we'll get to that hopefully next week. But even, even doing 10,000 steps a day, as far as the National, Associ National Association of Sports Medicine or the American College of Sports Medicine, they all say walking 10,000 steps a day is actually good enough to cover that 150 minutes per week. So even aiming just to walk five miles a day is good enough to kind of help with that. But that's sort of really where the bare minimum is. So you really wanna try and reach there and then kind of exceed that. And then for seniors, people that are starting to get older in age, it's important to really focus on your balance and your strength training a little bit more. So we kind of know what, what we're supposed to do. Um, but why, why should we do it? What are the benefits that we're really gonna gain other than remembering where we put our phone two seconds ago or our keys or our books or our documents and hopefully not leaving things behind in the office to run back for them again. So other things could be such as help with your anxiety and depression. It could also help with your social well-being if you join a group or if you go to a group exercise class like your water aerobics, or maybe joining groups that go for hikes or walks in the park. You can find those things quite easily on social media nowadays. It's quite honestly amazing. But other things could be with helping with your diabetes too, or with your weight, weight management. So I really want you to kind of think about what exactly would you like to do, be able to do better? And what are some things that you're not too fond of about yourself? Do you want to be able to relax a little bit more? Do you want to feel like you're a little bit more at ease or having more energy throughout the day or not constantly battling your thoughts or trying to remember where everything is? But so I just want, to th want you to think about that a little bit. Maybe physical activity could help you with that. What are some things that you could start doing at your home today? Thank you for joining Health Tips with Kale. Welcome back to our story time. Let's go back through time. The stories of Elizabeth Ann Reinhardt Gibson from the 30s and 40s in Mooresville, North Carolina. Here we go. Mother kept our milk in tubs of freshly drawn water from the well. She always had sweet, delicious butter, buttermilk, and cottage cheese made from scratch. She would look out the kitchen door and see me carrying two two-gallon buckets full of fresh milk. Swinging them round and around over my head, she would yell at me and scold me. And yes, you're right. I kept right on swinging those buckets, never losing a drop of milk. Dad had goats we had to milk. One goat had four tits, usually for most only had two. She would jump up in the trough to eat, and I would milk her while she stood up, and I could stand up to milk her. 
We always had chickens on the farm. Mother always made me carry the eggs in the, into Mooresville to sell them at McGraw Food Market. I would carry them in, and when I would get there, Clement Wig Pless was a helper for Mr. McGraw. Wig would pull my pigtails and call me his sweetheart, and I hated going in there for it happened every single time. If I could have hidden those eggs someplace, I would I would have done so. I got many horrible switches for spending the egg money before getting home with it. <laughs> Ice cream was a big treat for us at our household. We had two-gallon old-fashioned crank makers. We used to use fresh eggs, fresh milk, sugar, vanilla, and junkets to make the delicacies we all enjoyed. We turned the crank until the ice cream was ready when then enjoyed it on the two millstones in our backyard. No matter how hot the weather nor what the season, Dad and Granddad always went for their sheepskin coats and built a fire to get warm. The ice truck came around once a week or some of the family would bring big blocks of ice to keep things cold in an old ice box. Our ice cream making was a real rare treat and always on Saturday night when we did have it. The big blocks of ice were always put into an old burlap sack and beaten with the side of an axe to make it into small enough pieces to go into the ice cream tub. Layering the ice with salt, that's what we did. Who would get the dasher was something to look forward to, for you'd get a little extra ice cream if you were the lucky enough to get the dasher that was in the middle of the churn um, there at the end. One thing you learned was not to take too big of a bite, for if you did, your head would go into orbit, hurting so badly. Eating was a big happening three times a day. Breakfast always consisted of big, fluffy, hot biscuits, ham or side meat, cornmeal mush, eggs, real butter, red-eye gravy, molasses, jellies, preserves, soaky bread, coffee for adults, milk for the youngsters. Man, we would really eat our parents right out of house and home. All right, that's the end of story time for today. I hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching Karen Corner. Make sure you head over to our Facebook and YouTube channel where you will find this program along with others. Be sure that you subscribe, like, and click the notification bell so that you will receive notifications for our weekly program. Don't forget to share this program to your social media platforms. If there's a question that you would like to ask, make sure to email it to caringcorner22 at gmail.com. We hope to see you on the next episode of Caring Corner.